And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against network groups who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's going on guys? Zach here. Hope you're having a great day. I'm driving right now in the car. Yes, I'm in the car driving. Who would have thought you'd be driving in the car? Um, I am actually leaving uh, uh, what's kind of cool, like a so it was a PGA uh, pro golf tour. I'm not into golf at all. Um, if you if you know me, um, I am into racing and like fast paced sports and competitions and stuff like that. Um, and uh, golf is is like the total opposite. But I, I am kind of fascinated with like the mental aspect of it. Um, I do like how peaceful it is and uh, just how beautiful a lot of the scenery is. So um, a friend of mine owns an insurance agency. And last night he was over at the house and he basically said that, uh, so it was the farmer's open at Torrey Pines, um, which is, you know, Torrey Pines golf course, as far as I know, is like pretty iconic. Um, it's basically this just mind-blowingly beautiful golf course on the, on the coast um, in Southern California in a city called La Jolla, which is like, again, a, an iconic city. Um, and Torrey Pines is really well known. And so I've actually never been to the golf course because um, I don't golf. And, uh, but he's like, he, so he's an, he's an agent for farmers and he, uh, they have like, you know, those spots in like the, they're not skyboxes in golfing, but they're like these private pavilions basically. Um, and so he had an extra kind of spot. It's what they use to like schmooze they're like high-end clients and stuff. And, uh, I, I'm not one of his high-end clients. I think all we insure through him is, um, I don't even know, like one thing, but n nothing major. So, um, but no one could go. The two clients that he had, uh, that were going to go bailed. And, um, so he asked me if I wanted to go. And so I swung over for like three hours and, uh, that was pretty cool. I'm actually a guy on our team is a pro golfer. And so I kind of like texted him and I was like, so dude i'm at this place seems cool um so that was fun spent some time over there and i drove in and i so this morning i did a we you know for our rebels workshops um i you know make an appearance at them of course and i did my one of my appearances today and i did my spiel and stuff and then i hopped in the car and, and went down there um and so i got down there like you know at like one o'clock in the afternoon like way later than than it started um, and so I was like really 
did not want to be screwing with parking at all. I was like, oh my gosh, dude, I hope that it's just like, you know, you can just get in there and park and that's it, right? Because sometimes these really big, big, big things in cities can be a huge pain um, with parking. And so I was like, okay, well, it's a golf tournament. So, you know, a lot of golfers got, got money and they don't like waiting. So I'm sure they've got some sort of parking situation figured out if you're like willing to pay for it. And so anyway, I looked at the map and I realized that, you know, one of the entrances to the golf course is through a nice Hilton hotel. And so I was like, okay, so I went over, I drove over to the Hilton and I pulled in and I parked there. <laughs> I parked there. But uh, the, the only option was valet, which is fine. Like, I actually prefer valet, especially for stuff like this when I'm trying to get in and out pretty efficiently. And uh, he's like, do you want um, regular valet or, or uh, you know, uh, like special valet or whatever? I'm like, well, what's the difference? It's like, well, the regular valet is I put the car back in the garage over there and, you know, you're deprioritized in terms of getting it out. And then special valet or premier valet is I put your car right right there, like right where I'm looking. And I'll get your car like the second you come out. I'm like, okay, well, let's do that. I'm like, what's the, what's the cost? He's like, well, regular valet is 80 bucks and premier valet is 115. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, oh my gosh. I've like the most expensive valet I think I've ever done was at a, uh, like a really fancy, like, resort thing and it was 55 bucks a night plus tip so every time we went in and out we you know gave us gave a five dollar bill every time you're in and out so it could be you know 65 to 75 bucks a day depending on how many times we left and uh <laughs> it's 115 with before the tip i'm like holy cow okay whatever dude let's do this because i was not about to go driving around looking for a stupid spot um but i was just like so funny i'm like i cannot believe I cannot believe that they can get away with that, but I gladly paid it. So of course they can get away with it because there's probably joins of people like me just willing to do it to get on with their, get on with their day. But, and I will say when I left, like, I, you know, I don't, you know, you, you know, when you like leave a thing, you never want to like get stuck with all the masses. So I kind of bolted like before, like there was two more like kind of rounds of people that had to go through the last holes. And I, so I, I got out of there. So I didn't have to like you know, I guess I have to do today. <laughs> I don't want to sit in traffic on the way out. So I walked ahead and I left and true to his word, um, I paid, I paid in advance. So I paid before the crowds came and I walked up, I handed in my little special blue ticket and there was all these people waiting and he just, you know, boop, got my car, you know, got my car and I'm out of there. So pretty cool. Um, but I wanted to talk to you just for a few minutes on, on what I talked about today on the workshop. And I talked about quite a few things, but something we talked about was something that I think is really important for you to understand and for your team to understand. And really what that is, is stupid crappy Tesla freaking blocking me right now. Um, uh, I don't know if you've ever been on a podcast with me while I'm driving, but I have tamed down a lot, but I'm on the more aggressive side. Um, and uh, anyway, and that concept is just remember what you're asking for. So, you know, what are you asking for with your business? My guess is you're asking for at least a six-figure income, a passive income, probably even multiple six figures. And if I dare to say, you're probably looking for a seven figure passive income. You know, uh, I think most people, I, some people are like, yeah, I'd be happy with less. And I think we all would be happy with, you know, w- w- what we can produce, right? You have to find a way to be happy, but we all want 
to at least be at really 100 grand a month of passive income. That's kind of where everyone's like true dreams start unlocking. Um, you know, like true dreams. Obviously, you can quit your job well before that in many cases. Um, you can do all these other things. But seven figures of passive income is really where people start to fully unlock. Okay, so let's just agree that seven figures of passive income is the goal. All right, so we are asking our business, we're asking this industry for 100,000 per month. And I get it's, I get the math is a little off, but just whatever. We're asking for 100,000 a month of passive residual income. We are also asking for that income to be online-based. We're asking for that income to have virtually no significant overhead. We're asking for no employees. And we're also asking for that income to include impact on other people and helping them live a better life. So we're really asking for the pinnacle of a personal and professional achievement combined. Like, there's no, what else is better than that? What else is better than what I just mentioned? 100 grand a month, passive income, huge impact on people, help them live a better life, online-based, no real overhead, no real employees. Like, all of the, all of the good with virtually none of the bad. I mean, it's literally insane. So we're asking for this, the, the zenith of professional and personal achievement. Now, let me further this illustration. If you were trying to get a million dollars of passive income per year through investments, let's assume you could get a 10% return on your investments, which is, you know, really considered the benchmark in terms of return on cash on cash return in your investments. Now, if you're trying to do what I'm about to say, it's going to be harder than I'm saying, even harder than I'm describing. But what that means is minimally, if you want to make a million dollars a year in passive income, you're going to have to invest 10 million of your own cash, not leverage cash, you have to have $10 million in cash invested in the right place to get a 10% return, which would equate to 1 million per year. And here's the caveat. If you had $10 million in cash, it's not actually that easy to deploy it properly and get 10% returns. Um, you're talk, you're generally talking less. I'm talking about safe, predictable returns. Okay. Chill out. I know some of you are saying like, I could get freaking 30% staking my, I get it. Right. I get it. But let's, 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 let's talk legit here. If you're going to, if you're going to put in $10 million somewhere, my guess is you're not going to do freaking pancake swap for $10 million. Okay. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then it's probably better that way. Um, so what we're asking for is the equivalent of $10 million in cash invested in the proper place. Now, let's just pretend you knew what to invest. Let's pretend that you could do this, like you wanted to do this in real estate. It's not like you just go pick any real estate property anywhere and boom, you buy it and you're magically making 10% returns. Like there is significant expertise needed to get this kind of return with $10 million. 
it's not just like, oh, I have 10 million, the goal has been hit. No, 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 no. That's like half the goal is getting the 10 million. The other half is deploying it properly in a safe place that you're protected and you have the returns. So what you're asking for is the equivalent of $10 million in cash, properly invested in a place that you now have significant expertise in, like real estate. And, oh, by the way, you're probably not going to have much impact on anyone's life. So that's what we're asking for. We're asking the equivalent of that from our business. A huge ask. Once again, the pinnacle of achievement. So here's my question. What are you giving your business to get that? If it's anything less than absolutely everything you have, you and I have no business asking for it. Now, bear in mind, I am not telling you to sacrifice your family. I'm not telling you to sacrifice your Sabbath if you are a believer. I'm not asking you to sacrifice those things. But I am telling you, you must sacrifice your ego. You have to sacrifice your money, your time. You probably have to sacrifice most of your hobbies for a while, if not for years. You have to be willing to sacrifice the things that you thought were true that are not, which is probably the hardest of all. And you have to become a student, a absolute student of focus, simplicity, and discipline. That's the only way. I have people that sometimes they, they you can tell they want what you've got, but they're not willing to do what you did. You have to be willing to do what someone did if you want what they have. So anyway, I shared that today with the workshop and I share that with our team a lot because we have to remember what we're asking for. We're asking for so vast. It's so special. We have to be willing to give it everything. Cool. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate you immensely. Hope you have an incredible rest of your day and um, we love you guys. So thanks so much. And uh, we'll talk to you very soon. Uh-huh.